Hello everyone and welcome to the Menatides Podcast. Hope you're having a lovely start to your weekend. I want to take this time to thank everyone for the positive feedback that I've been receiving from my video podcast that I uploaded last week exclusively to YouTube channel and not on CastBox or anywhere else. I appreciate it very much, especially when I was seriously considering not even uploading it out of fear of embarrassment. But the kind words that I have received for it so far have eased those feelings of fear and embarrassment and judgment. So again, thank you. And I'll put the link in the description for anyone who has not seen it yet. And I look forward to hearing more of your feedback for that. Now for this episode, I'll be discussing the not-so-brief history of celebrities in professional wrestling. I guess you could say this is the follow-up to my previous podcast where I discussed the not-so-brief history of professional wrestlers in Hollywood. So, yeah, this should be a fun one. But before I get into that, I wanted to address uh, something that has been somewhat of a hot topic on the wrestling dirt sheets over the last few weeks. I've been getting a lot of messages about this, so... I figured I would address it on here, and that is the James Ellsworth situation. Now, I'm a little closer to the situation than the many wrestling fans out there passing judgment on a story that they only know one side of. I actually kind of know James in real life outside of wrestling, so I'm able to see things from a perspective that a lot of you can't. And all I'll say on the situation is this. He is an innocent man. I'm going to leave it at that. Also, the wrestling world lost a legend this week. Tom Billington, aka the Dynamite Kid, passed away this week on his 60th birthday. And I know he was a troubled man outside of the ring, but he was one of the absolute best to ever step foot in a professional wrestling ring. Classic matches all over the world, Japan, Stampede Wrestling, WWF. His style was one that many have tried to replicate, but never could, and they never will. I hope that Tom is finally at peace and no longer suffering. You'll be missed, Dynamite. Now let's get into the topic that we're all here to discuss today. Celebrity involvement in the world of professional wrestling goes much further back than most fans of today realize. For most fans of today, the only celebrity involvement they're aware of is WrestleMania and the occasional guest on Monday Night Raw. But again, it goes much further back than just WrestleMania. And as usual, I like to put up pictures showing off what I'm talking about for the YouTube video version of this podcast, but I'm honestly feeling quite lazy this week, and I also have a lot of reports and assessments that I need to finish working on. So the images shown on the video will be shown at random and may not always match whatever whatever, or whoever I'm talking about. If that's a problem, then I'm sorry, but hey, at least I was honest with you guys about it. Now, in doing my research for this podcast, yes, I actually do research for this thing, the earliest record of celebrity involvement in processing that I was able to dig up was with Muhammad Ali. I'm sure there was someone who did it before him, but this is the information that I found while doing my research. Now, Muhammad Ali was a big wrestling fan, so much so that his public persona that he had throughout his boxing career was inspired by the legendary Gorgeous George. 
Uh, and he even took part in a historic match uh, with legendary Japanese wrestler and promoter Antonio Inoki on June 26, 1976. And while it wasn't exactly the most exciting match, it has been cited and credited by many as the foundation of what we now call mixed martial arts. Now, this would not be the last time Muhammad Ali would be involved in this crazy world of professional wrestling, because just nine years later, he was brought in to be the special enforcer of the main event of the very first WrestleMania. Now again, Ali was a big wrestling fan, so, so this was like, like being a kid in a candy store for him. Getting to not only getting to be part of history once again, but to be around all the boys and the girls in the locker room. I'm sure, all of us would feel the same way if we were in his shoes. And speaking of WrestleMania, that is one of the foundations of what WrestleMania was to become, the celeb with celebrity involvement. And we've had 34 WrestleManias as of this recording, including musical performances that weren't "America the Beautiful" or "National Anthem." We have seen. 108 celebrities appear at 30 of these wrestle of the 34 WrestleManias. Wow, that's a much higher number than I thought it would be. Now, of those 108 celebrities who have appeared at WrestleMania, very few of them have actually had a truly significant role on the show. Most of them were featured in small roles such as Timekeeper and Ring Announcer, you know, like Liberace from the WrestleMania One. Uh, Kim Kardashian being the hostess of WrestleMania 24. Um, you know, nothing that would really have any impact on the matches themselves or the show itself, you know? And I guess that's because the agents wouldn't allow them to engage in anything that might be too physical or could risk injury, uh, which I definitely understand and don't have a problem with at all. However, I know a lot of fans would rather the celebrities not even be there if that's the case. But sometimes the celebrities do get physically involved and even participate in actual matches, as we already discussed with Muhammad Ali. Now, Mr. T competed in the main event of the inaugural WrestleMania, teaming with Hulk Hogan, taking on Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff, and then fought Roddy Piper in a boxing match at WrestleMania 2. And it wasn't very good, but it was a big deal back then, because Mr. T was a big star in Hollywood, starring on the hit TV show The A-Team, and also being the featured antagonist for Rocky III, which also co-starred Hulk Hogan. Uh, but Mr. T wouldn't be the last celebrity to have a match at WrestleMania, as, as there would be several more to come along the way. Now obviously I'm not going to be able to cover every single celebrity who has ever done anything in the professional wrestling industry, because that would make this podcast way too long. And pretty boring, I'm sure. You know, and even I don't like hearing myself talk for more than 30 minutes most days. So instead, I'll be only discussing the ones who I feel have made the biggest impact with their appearances. Or have garnered the most publicity. The rest I'll probably just list off casually, you know, as I go along. Alright, so I already touched on Muhammad Ali and touched on Mr. T for a little bit. Uh, while keeping up with the boxing theme somewhat, it only makes sense to, that I talk about M Mike Tyson, right? And much like Ali, Tyson is a big wrestling fan, and is damn proud of that fact as well. He has never denied his love for pro wrestling. 
Uh, and he actually was going to do something with WWE back in 1989, 1990, at least according to Bruce Pritchard on his Something to Wrestle podcast. But plans were changed at the last minute. And you can hear all about it on the episode titled Hulk Hogan's 1989-1990 on iTunes and Spotify right now. Now, we of course did get to see Mike Tyson come to the WWE in 1998, first appearing at that year's Royal Rumble, sitting in the VIP booth with Vince and Shane McMahon, and then having the now famous in-ring segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin the next night on Raw is War, setting the stage for the road to WrestleMania 14. Now, this got WWE mainstream national coverage that they haven't had in a long time. Perhaps not since 1995 when the NFL legend Lawrence Taylor faced Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11. So of course WWE loved every minute of this. You know, it was talked about on every major news show and every major sports network. The media was eating it up. Yeah, and even your friends you know, who did, knew nothing about pro wrestling were talking about Mike Tyson and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to experience all of this as it was happening back in 1998. So, I have a lot of great memories from that era. You know, growing up, I was always the wrestling kid in school. and got made fun of for it a lot. You know, but this story of Mike Tyson and Austin suddenly made me one of the cool kids. You know, because I was able to tell everyone what was going on. And that was a nice feeling. It really was. And it was eventually announced that Mike Tyson would be serving as a guest enforcer for the WWE Championship main event of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. And along the way, Tyson would become a member of D Generation X, and you can tell just by looking at him that he was having the time of his life throughout all of this. Can't really blame him. I would have been the same way. And of course, he eventually revealed himself to have been siding with Austin the entire time after Steve beats Sean for the title and then Mike would punch out HBK. Then he would come back in 2010 to guest host on an episode of Monday Night Raw where he rejoined DX, punched out Chris Jericho, and then was inducted into the 2012 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, switching gears now for away from WWE, let's talk about WCW. No, not Ribbon Crush Wednesday. I'm talking about World Championship Wrestling. Throughout the 90s, WCW had a lot of celebrities appear on their programming. NBA legend and apparent BFF to Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman joined the NWO and teamed with Hollywood Hogan to take on Diamond Dallas Page and another NBA legend, Karl Malone, at Bash at the Beach in 1998. And former Tonight Show host Jay Leno also teamed up with DDB to take on Hogan and Eric Bischoff at Road Wild 1998. Hell, even Mr. T appeared in the corner of Hulk Hogan for his WCW World Championship match against Ric Flair at Bash of the Beach in 1994. But perhaps the most famous celebrity involvement to ever happen in WCW? Well, that would of course be David Arquette. Originally appearing on WCW's Monday Nitro and Thunder only to help promote the film Ready to Rumble, Arquette would team with Diamond Dallas Page. I'm starting to notice a pattern here. Huh. Uh, would team with Diamond Dallas Page to take on the team of Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff on an episode of Thunder, with the stipulation stating that whoever scores the winning fall will be the WCW World Champion. Can you guess who got the winning fall? That's right, Repo Man. No, it was Arquette. Uh, he would then go on to defend and obviously lose the title at Slamboree 2000 in the same Triple Cage match featured in the third act of Ready to Rumble. Uh, 
And for years, David Arquette would be mocked by wrestling fans because of this, and he was happily to acknowledge that him winning the WCW world title was a big mistake that he wishes never happened because he didn't even want it to happen back then. And during an interview on the Wendy Williams show in May of 2018, David Arquette announced that he would be making a return to the world of professional wrestling. And on July 15th, 2018, Arquette made his return when he appeared on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood in a losing effort against RJ City. On October 6, 2018, Arquette teamed with uh, RJ City to defeat the team of Idris Abraham and Joe Coleman in a tag team match at Border City Wrestling's 25th anniversary show in Windsor, Ontario. Then on November 16, 2018, Arquette wrestled Nick Gage in a death match at Joey, Joey Janela's LA Confidential where he suffered a severe cut to the neck, causing him to bleed profusely and going to the hospital immediately after the match to be operated on for it. Yeah, that man has balls, gotta give him that. And he's taking things very seriously this time around as well. Who knows, maybe we'll see him wrestling again for WWE soon. And if you haven't seen that clip of him and Nick Gage in that deathmatch, I'll tell you, that is some gnarly shit, man. And some other notable celebrity appearances for WCW would include the late James Brown performing a segment with Ernest Miller, I believe, in 99 or 2000, I'm not 100% sure. Kiss having a concert on Monday Nitro uh, because they had a character on there called the Kiss Demon. And, and I'm not sure if this would technically count, but Robocop rescuing Sting. Uh, you can check that one out on WWE Network if you've never seen it. And... That's all I can think of for WCW. And I'm sure there are a lot more, but I just can't think of them at the moment. So let's jump back to WWE for a little bit. And as I said before, there have been over 100 celebrities who have appeared at WrestleMania. I already covered three of those celebrities, but perhaps the, the biggest in recent memory would have to be Floyd Mayweather and his match with Big Show at WrestleMania 24. I've never been a fan of Mayweather as a boxer or as a human being. I think he's garbage at both. But even I was able to, under to understand and recognize just how big a deal it was that he would be taking part in WrestleMania 24. Now, just like with Tyson, it was talked about on all the major networks and sports channels. The media was eating it up and the WWE was loving every bit of it, of course. And us wrestling fans were cheering for Big Show 100% from the beginning because we wanted to see him break that arrogant little shit in half. Of course, it didn't exactly go that way because Mayweather won by knockout, but the match, but the match itself was actually pretty damn good, and it's possibly Big Show's best Mania match to date. Uh, and then WWE has gotten into the habit of, though not quite as much these days, but in the habit of having guest hosts or guest stars appearing on Monday Night Raw since 2009 after doing a storyline where Donald Trump, who also was involved at WrestleMania 4, 5, had an appearance at WrestleMania 7, appeared at WrestleMania 20, and of course WrestleMania 23 with the Battle of the Billionaires, uh, a storyline where he bought Monday Night Raw, and then Vince McMahon bought it back from him, and then we started getting guest hosts every week after that, though again, they don't do it like, they, they, like that anymore. Uh, there have been some awesome guest hosts and guest stars such as Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, Shaquille O'Neal, Hugh Jackman, Bob Barker, uh, Mike Tyson as I mentioned earlier, even David Arquette guest hosted as well for the 2010 Slammy Awards, which I really enjoyed, and many others that I can't remember. 
at the moment. And then there were also some major duds along the way, like uh, fucking Al Sharpton, Jeremy Piven. And that one hurt me because I've always been a fan of Jeremy Piven. Cedric the Entertainer, John Lovitz, and others whose names I don't want to bother looking up because I, I just don't care. Uh, but another good name that made an appearance for WWE was Stephen Amell. Now, Stephen Amell, who of course is best known for his lead role in the hit CW show Arrow, is a big wrestling fan who stepped into the squared circle a few times as well. First showing up front row in a few episodes of Monday Night Raw in 2015 and being confronted by Stardust, aka Cody Rhodes, Amell would go on to challenge the man, now known as the American Nightmare, to a match at that year's SummerSlam, teaming with Neville to take on Stardust and Wade Barrett. And he and he took this very seriously and put himself through a rigorous training to show everyone that he's not just some Hollywood guy trying to play wrestler for a day. He more than delivered as he gave us a performance that very few in his line of work could give once they step into the professional wrestling ring. And he would go on to make appearances for Ring of Honor and even went on to have a match against Christopher Daniels at the historic All-In pay-per-view on September 2nd, 2018. And you can even purchase his Vigilante Club t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. Again, I'm not able to cover every celebrity that has ever done anything in wrestling because it would very likely be too long and too boring. But I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention undoubtedly the most famous celebrity stint in the history of professional wrestling. I'm of course talking about the one and only Andy Kaufman. I've already spoken about Andy Kaufman on my WWE Hall of Fame podcast from from a month ago, so I'll try to keep this one brief. Andy was a big, lifelong wrestling fan growing up on Long Island, New York, and from interviews and documentaries I've seen featuring the great Bill Apter, Andy has always dreamed of being a professional wrestler in addition to wanting to be a comedian. And as his star in Hollywood was on the rise, he went on the talk show circuit and began wrestling women from the audience and would eventually go on to declare himself intergender wrestling champion. But, you know, he knew people would eventually get tired of seeing him wrestling women all the time. Uh, so he went down to Memphis where he would go on to cement his name in the annals of wrestling with his program against the legendary Jerry the King Lawler, and it gave us one of the most famous power driver spots in wrestling history, as well as the now legendary appearance on David Letterman where Lawler slapped Kaufman on stage for all of America to see. And this was all briefly and brilliantly showcased in the film Man on the Moon, which I highly recommend you all go check out if you haven't already. And other celebrities that, ever, that would go on to appear along the way include Snooki, at WrestleMania 27, and she did make an appearance on the pre-show for WrestleMania 29, uh, standing in the corner of The Miz, and, uh, you know, other celebrities that would appear on Raw and WrestleMania, sorry, Saliva, Drowning Pool, uh, Limp Biscuit, Motorhead, Motley Crue, uh, Rev Theory, uh, Mark Crozer and the Vels, uh, couple others that I don't really give a shit about because I don't want to talk about it and you know whatever <sighs> yeah uh, all right that's all I have for you guys today 
hope you enjoyed hearing what I had to say on this particular subject. I'm, I know I kind of wasn't the best and most exciting, and I admit I did kind of half-ass it, but as I've said before, my schedule has changed a lot over the last couple of weeks, and my Monday to Friday hours are not the same. I don't have as much free time as I used to, so I'm not able to devote as much time to my research for these podcasts as much as I used to, and hopefully I can get out of that habit and get back into my routine of giving you the best possible content that I can. <sighs> but I do thank you all for watching and listening, and please remember to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube so you don't miss out on new uploads. Follow me on my social media, all posted in the description below, etc, 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 etc. Please do tune in next week to hear my predictions for the WWE's final pay-per-view of 2018, and that is the 10th annual TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs event. Then the following week, I will be ranking the 20 films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far, from best to worst, which will be based on my personal opinions of those movies, and not whatever the fuck their Rotten Tomato scores are, like others just like to do. Then I will conclude 2018 by discussing the films I am most looking forward to seeing for the year 2019. And speaking of 2019, for my first podcast of 2019, I'm announcing right here, right now, that I will be discussing the Attitude Era, sharing my thoughts and my favorite memories of the Attitude Era. That's definitely going to be a fun one for me. And I also have a bonus podcast coming up sometime between December 21st and December 26th, where I'll be reviewing the film Aquaman, and we'll also be talking about some DC-related stuff and whatever else I uh, feel is worth talking about on that one. Uh, as always, feel free to tweet me at IamFossitude if you have any suggestions or any questions for me that you would like for me to answer, and I will take all suggestions into serious consideration, and I will answer all of your questions on future podcasts. And again, thank you all so much for watching and listening. I will see you all next time.